Baruch HaKohen, on Wednesday night, and I missed everybody last week. I wasn't able to be here, and I want you to know I miss you more than you miss me. But here we're back, and it's very cold, and it's very slippery, and it's very icy. And we have to really be careful. So kids, I know that you like to play in the snow. And yesterday, spent the whole day in the snow building forts and snowmen. But I got to tell you, I grew up in Rochester, New York. People in Brooklyn do not know how to build snowmen. They don't know how to build snowmen. They don't know how to build snow forts. I taught my kids how to build a fort the right way. But you got to be careful. You got to be careful. You know, there are so many mitzvot that you could encounter when the winter and the snow, it's unbelievable. You know, Nisim, I had a story. I have a public school that's right around right around my neighborhood. So I, there were two teachers, not Jewish teachers, that their car was stuck. So I was doing carpool. So I, I know how to get out of cars because I was stuck because I grew up with a lot of snow. So I told them I'm going to do carpool. I'm going to come back. I'll help you. So I did carpool. I came back. So they said, you really came back. So one teacher said to the other teacher, I told you, this is the best neighborhood to get stuck in in Brooklyn because everybody stops to help. These are very helpful people. She said, the Jews are very helpful people. And it was such a Kiddush Hashem. I was like, so, I felt so good. Because the truth is, the, the the gentlemen in our neighborhood, young men, are very eager to help. They see someone stuck. They see someone needs help. Always, they have so many people that do chesed. And my shalom, so many hatzalah, so many shomrim, so many misaskim, misnadim, whatever. It's it's a very good thing. So, there's a lot of opportunity. But, uh, but uh, it wasn't as bad a storm as they said. Hashem, our esteemed, brilliant Mayor de Blasio. <laughs> Hashem should grant him uh, long years, so he could he can live long life in his uh, in his world of fantasy. But anyways, so we're talking about we're talking about what we did on the day off from school, and did we miss school? And I want to know how many kids learned yesterday a little bit. How many kids went to Davin yesterday? I want to hear. I want to hear for two reasons. Because I think that it's a big zechut, the kids not in school, that we should see the kids go to Shul, Davin, even if they're not in school. They learn even if they're not in school. Even if you said a little Tehillim, even if you learned a little Chumash, it's an opportunity when no one else is doing it. It's an opportunity to do it. So our number to call in is 718-683-5858. And if you want to text, it's 347-927-8398. If you want to listen live on the radio, 712-432-4217. I don't know if you want to listen dead on the radio. Then <laughs> can't listen dead on the radio. Only live. And we have. Uh, you can go online, www.jroot.com. Radio.com. And I think that, and I think that we have, oh, we, we should have some very interesting stories, snow stories to talk about. Um, I think that, I think that, that snow is a lot of fun to a point. To a point. I, I grew up in a city where there was like, feet and feet and feet of snow. We got so sick of it. I mean, we did not see the ground the whole winter. But anyways, it seems like we're ready to take a call. Okay, you're on the air. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Hello, how are you? Hi, um, let me see a story yesterday where I did. Oh, tell me, please. Um, I'm bored, so... So I wanted to like shovel for for all people who can't shovel for free. Like people who were going around shoveling for money, but I told them that I'm shoveling for free. Yeah, that is so unbelievable. But guess what? You got paid a lot more than they did, because <laughs> Hashem gave you schar that you're gonna keep. Because the truth is, when it, how old are you? 
I'm 11 and a half. 11 and a half. You took your young koiches and you used them to do a chesed. So you never know. 20 years down the road, when you need something, Kodesh Baruch is going to say, this is a kid that shoveled for free for old people. And Hashem is going to say, this kid deserves a break. These things never get forgotten. And you know what? That means that you were raised right. So where did you get the idea to do that? I don't know. I just thought of it. You just thought of it. See, you don't just think of those things. Your parents must have taught you that. <laughs> you think? Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I asked them. and says. Okay. It's a beautiful thing. You should have... You have, should have be very proud of yourself. And I want you to know that I am so happy you were my first caller because you started the show on such a good note. What a positive, positive note. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Okay, bye. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. I guess you were on the air. Hi, you're on Hello? the air. Hi. Hello? Hi there. Yeah. Um, I I was I helped my mother and went to Minion and learned more than I was outside. That's unbelievable. See, you know what? When the whole world was not learning, you were learning. So you were keeping the world in orbit. How do you like that? What did you learn? I learned that it's very good to learn more than playing outside. That's beautiful. You know something? I know a story about somebody. It was in Yerushalayim. And Yerushalayim, it very rarely snows. And it was snowing. Now, Israelis, this is in 1972, a long time ago. And Israelis, when they see snow, they, like, really freak out. So, Yerushalayim, they see snow, it's like an inch of snow. And these base vegetables guys were, like, freaking out. And they're running out, and they're, like, playing in this one inch of snow, like, as if there's what to play with. And there are two American guys they are sitting there. And they say, you don't want to come play in the snow? They said, no, don't you get it? You're playing in the snow. We're getting all this har by just being in the base medrash. And they learned to say that. Well, they came from Chicago. They didn't really care because there's tons of snow in Chicago. But the fact is, the fact that you were able to sit and learn is tremendous. It's tremendous. Good, good for you. Tisgul Mitzvah. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. How are you? Very good. Um... I learned a lot. Can I tell you how much I learned? Tell me, tell me how much you learned. Uh, two hours and fifteen minutes. That's beautiful. Can I ask you what you learned? <laughs> um, all different stuff because I, because it wasn't in one chat. It wasn't in one chat. Okay, very good. So, what else besides learning? What else did you do? Did you go, at least get out into the snow a little bit? Yeah, and I made an igloo. You made an igloo. Ah, very good. The snow was not like such good snow for igloo making, but but because right, uh, you need to make it hard. You make you had you had to make it hard. You know what? When we used to make a fort in Rochester where I grew up, so we'd cheat and we we'd like wet the snow afterwards. But then it would turn into ice and everybody would get upset. But um, when I grew up, they used to take uh, uh, tractors and they used to take all the snow in dump trucks and dump them into huge parking lots. So you'd have a parking lot with like. 30 feet of snow. Whoa. And uh, there, were, there was a story about two kids that were digging through the snow, and they never found them. They found them in the spring. They were, the, the snow collapsed on them, and they, 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 they were frozen all winter. It was a very, very scary story. You gotta they be died? Careful. Yeah, they died. It was two, two little non-Jewish kids that were like, they thought they were going to dig their way through the big pile of snow. That was when they started putting fences around the, the parking lots. But anyways, snow snow's good. Snow's fun. Now it's all gone and it's all slushy. All right. Thanks for Bye. calling. Bye. Bye-bye. Hello. How are you? Hello. Hi. I want to say that I I learned for an hour and, and uh, for, on a conference with my Rebbe and my whole class. Isn't that great? Isn't that great the way they use technology to do that? I love that. I love that. The, 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 the fact that the Rebbe takes the time at conferences in the kid, that's fabulous. Okay. And, and then, then what would you do? I went for an hour and then I 
And I went outside and, and shoveled and looked next like the driveway of my neighbor. Very nice. Very nice. And did you make a snowman? Uh, I mean, uh, uh, igloo. An igloo. Okay, very good. Can you imagine that people actually live in those things? No, I uh. can't imagine. But uh, <laughs> they do. There are people that live in those things. But uh, anyways, not in Brooklyn anyways. Very good. So you happy to be back to school? Tell the truth. Um, a little <laughs> I don't know. Not really. It's okay. Yeah. We were all planning on having like three days off. But the way they, 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 they were talking about it like, like we were going to be like under six feet of snow. And then I woke up in the morning. I looked out the window. And I said like, that's it? Like, hello? It was like pretty disappointing. But anyways, okay. Thanks for calling. Okay. You know, uh, doctor. Yeah. yeah. And we got some phone calls that uh, they read the tea leaf for people, and uh, very nice. And I, th- I think that it was great exercise for the kids that basically don't have so much activity, physical activity. So once in a while they went out playing for the sure. snow, cleaning the snow. For sure. It's I, I think also snow is an opportunity for kids to really. Work and do something. You know, something shoveling is something. Yeah, that's that's what I meant. Yeah, I'm saying. it's a good exercise, a good something that you, you, uh, you can't press a button and get it done like everything else. And you, you had the feeling. And I had uh, from uh, we had the guest here on Sunday, uh, Rabbi Fox, Fuchs, and he said that he has like his gilgule shelleg. How do you call it? Uh, uh, Snowballs. Uh, snow, snow rolls, you know, but in the Kabbalah it's very famous. Ah, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's cleaning yourself. They said if you take a, 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 with your hand a fresh snow that uh, that nobody touch it or something and scrub it on your on your on your forehead, it's a, it's a, it's equivalent. Uh, and you say chatatenu kashelleg yalbinu. Really? And it's very big gula to clean. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I didn't know too. So just uh, it's very good. Uh, that's, not, that's that's. But there's nothing more beautiful than if you see the snow without any footprints. Just the white snow. It's 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 very inspirational. And there's nothing more ugly than a dirty, than dirty snow. <laughs> no, that's, that's but, but you should know that that in, when you have places that have very, very big snows. So nobody comes. So the mailman doesn't come. Nobody. So you're front of your house. You're stuck in your house. In the front of your house, it's just kacha. It's just white and straight. And you look out at it, and it's, and, and you feel like you're like, you just, it, you feel, it, it's it's a very interesting feeling. In a different planet. Yeah, mamash, mamash. But then also, when you see the footprints, I was thinking once that we make footprints all the time. We see them in the snow. But wherever we go, our feet make footprints everywhere we go. And we see it in the snow, but in real life, we make footprints. We, we leave paths. Yes. Anyway, you know what? And if we, if we realize that 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 it it's walking in a certain path, and we leave a path. It we 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 make footprints. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, how are you? I made a path, and I learned. You learned, and you made a path. Did you work hard? Yeah, a little. A little bit. It's good to shovel, right? Yeah. Okay. I love mommy. Who was shoveling with you? I love mommy. Who was shoveling with you? Everybody? No. No? How old are you, Tadik? Seven. Seven years old and you were shoveling? That's very good. I'm impressed. Tonight's my birthday and I turned seven. Happy birthday. Wow. That's great. Seven is a great number. You know why seven's a good number? How many days in the week? Seven. That's right. Seven means complete. So now you're going to really start learning solid. All right? What's your first name, Sadiq? Bye. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Happy birthday.
I'm seven years old. No. <laughs> Very nice. No, I believe that yesterday he was sleeping like a baby, you know, yeah. after this activity. Yeah. Yeah. You know something? There's nothing... It's very funny because I think of weather is Hashem's way of showing us that we don't know anything. Because they predict, they predict, they predict, and they're never right. They're never right. You know, I said this Sunday, everybody was panicked, and I was here in a, in a radio in a station and said, you know what, have a... Let's put some pilkati in some color, and you see that the storm will move us from us. Just shift a little bit, you know, on the big pictures. It's like a tiny finger. Fifty moved. miles. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Nothing. Just nothing moved to us. So, those poor people on Long Island, they must have done something wrong. <laughs> they got dumped. You know, the Kadosh Baruch Hu is really felt sorry for you know mercy on us and just keep us. Uh, with the snow, a little bit snow. It's it's unbelievable. Hi, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Me. Yes, you. Okay. Um, what's the topic? The topic is, well, well, what would you like the topic to be? I'm just asking what the topic is. Okay. So, but what did you call for if you didn't know what the topic was? That's what I called to ask. Ah, you called to ask. You could have listened to the radio and found out. <laughs> We're talking about... Well, we happen to be talking about what we did yesterday in the snow. Oh, okay. Thank you. Bye. I'll get that. We called to ask what the topic is and then they hang up. Okay. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Hi, how are you? Good. Tell me what's going on. Good. What would, what, what would you like to say tonight? Yeah, that yesterday I went to a learning program for a half hour by my neighbor. Really? Because, yeah. That's very nice. That's very because, nice. Because there was no yeshiva that yesterday. Okay, and your neighbor made a learning program? That's great. Yeah. That's great. So what, he, he taught, it was your neighbor taught a bunch of, taught a bunch of kids or it was just a bunch of kids together? He sort of like taught us. Okay, what what did you learn? Pirkei Avos. Pirkei Avos. Ah, oh. Pirkei is so so important. So can you remember something that you learned? The mission they taught you about the three types of people. Okay. Types of people. The first. Okay, the first Mishnah? Yeah. Okay. I'll Yeah. Okay, Torah avoided milch chasadim. Yep, that's it. Do you know what? It's 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 it, 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 is is people think it's just like you know it's just like nice things. Pirkei is Torah shabal peh. Those are halachas. Every mission in Pirkei is a halacha. It's a mishnah. It's not so simple. Anyways, thanks for calling. Bye. Bye bye. Hi, you're on the air. Hi. Um, we 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 saw that we had off. Yeah. So my Rebbe, um, Rabbi Helper, he like he said that we should all call a certain conference number, and yeah. then and then we all learn all the stuff that we were supposed to learn. That's unbelievable. And the class called in. Yeah. That's great. That's great. And so you got to learn anyways. Sounds yeah. like you really like this Rebbe. What? It sounds like you really like this Rebbe. Is he a good Rebbe? What? Is he a good Rebbe? Yeah. Okay. So that's great. So let's, let's say three cheers for good Rebbeim. Right? Yeah. Okay. Thanks for calling. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, you wanted to know what I did yesterday? Yeah, and if you want to tell me, I'd like to hear it. Um, I shoveled and I had a snowball fight with my friends. A snowball fight with your friends. Now, that is what I was waiting to hear. Now, how do you have a snowball... What's your tactic in a snowball fight? Is there... Um, see, there this are two time ways. you couldn't really make snowballs. 
Yeah, it was so, pretty bad snowballs. Right, so just threw it in their faces. <laughs> ah, okay. See, there are two she taught in how to have a snowball fight. One of them is just called the olive garlic, just a, a free-for-all, everybody just throwing snow like that. But the real snowball fight is you take teams and you have a snowball fight. And it's like dodgeball. And you go and you get hit by a snowball and then you're out and then back and forth. And that's a snowball fight. So what we used to do was we used to like make snowballs for like a week in advance. <laughs> and we used to stack them up because there was snow on the ground all the time. And then wait for someone to challenge us for a snowball fight and then we just like cream them. Because while they're making snowballs, we were just like bombing them. But that, that was you put something inside the snow. <laughs> no, no, no. It, 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 you have to wait till like the day after the snow when it's like nice Ice. and uh, it's it, no, it's it's wet. It's like yeah. slushy. And I, I I had once. I'll never forget. This only happens to me. I was in yeshiva and we having a snowball fight, and I'm a very bad throw. I have terrible aim. And I was snowing, throwing a, a snowball. It was a big snowball at somebody. And one of their band walked out of the building just as I threw it. And I was off target. And I hit the Rebbe right, right in the chest. And that's one of those moments where it's either you're in, you win or you lose. The Rebbe was a Gishmaki guy. And he said, good shot. He said, thank God. I thought I was going to be thrown out. But I, was, I wasn't aiming for him. It was like just a bad shot. Anyways, very good. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Bye. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. You're off the air. Anyways, I want to talk about something else for a minute. This was fun. We talked about snow. But what about, what about, Kids that have snowball fights and like really get aggressive, or kids that use snow to like just be mean, or like kids that really fight and and and, and use the use the whole the whole opportunity to gang up on people. And how do we deal with that if if it happens? Because it does happen. It does happen. There are some kids that just just don't want to go out because, like, you're going to have one kid that's just going to throw a snowball at a kid just, just, just to hurt him or just to scare him or just to, just to bother him. And what should we do about that? Is something that how can we handle that? And should there be rules like in like in my yeshiva where I was principal? So it was very hard because it, you, know, I kind of like outlawed snowball fights in the yard, but. Because it gets carried away. And people think that it's a joke, but it's not always a joke. You have to like make sure. That's why you have to be careful when it comes to these things. Because people don't always take it so well. Um, you know, anybody that, any form of aggression, like directly at somebody, it's not always such a good thing. Not such a good thing. But... Um, I want to know if anybody went sledding. That's something that I used to do. We used to go sledding. And my school had a big hill in the backyard. We used to sled down the hill. That was fun. Hi, you're on the air. Hello, what do I do if, like, if someone, like, like pies me with snow and, like, like trying to, like, a physical snowball fight? So I was just talking about that. What What do you do? There are people that really bullies bullies no, that have no, no we want them to have like a snowball fight but then it comes like physical right like, so the gets thing into is, a fight so that's that's a big problem how do you eliminate that there are some kids that just get carried away and they just don't know how to control themselves and they and they don't even realize that people don't like it like the first thing I would do is I would turn around and I would say to the person like hey you know what you're having fun but I'm not so like just stop I'm not I'm not I'm not enjoying this, so please stop. And, like, if they... Then you'll be able to tell... Sometimes the person doesn't realize it. Sometimes the person thinks it's a joke, and, like, they're... Because some people just don't really get that line between having fun and having fun at someone else's expense. But if a person's just a mean person, then just stay away from them. Just, like, stay away from them. 
But it's like hard. Like if, you, if they say they want to have a snowball fight, it's like they say. Like, and what happens if you say, "But not, I'm not. I don't want to." No, but like I didn't know. Like so, listen. Like if you're in like it, having, huh? if you're gonna be in it, if you can have a snowball fight, then you're gonna know who you're having the fight with. If it's someone that's aggressive, then you know what? Then, then, then just be better than him. <laughs> if it, yeah. if, as long as it's not like lahaches, you know what I mean? Yeah. There are some kids that that are lahaches. Those are the kids you have to really be stay away from, just because it, it's not because for their sake more than yours. Because if they, if you reinforce that behavior in them, then I feel bad for them growing up. You know, people that kids that are allowed to be mean will grow up to be mean adults unless they learn a lesson. And anyway, how old are you? Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah, it's a hard age. Some kids at 13 could be really mean. Should I tell you what I did today? Yeah, tell me. I made like a snow snow hot. Oh, like, very cool. How did you make it? We I first like piled like tons of snow on like on the grass, and then I like on the cement, and then I uh, made a, a little hole, and we carved it out inside. Very smart. Very smart. That's a good way to do it. What we did was we took plastic containers and we made yeah, snow Yeah, and then blocks. after we wet it, yeah. Yeah. Make it hard, so, because it wasn't like, it was like very soft. Right. It's, it's, because it was very fluffy snow. That's right. That's right. Because the reason why it stays fluffy is because it was very cold still. But today yeah. it's already yucky, mushy snow. Right. All right. Thanks for calling. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Anyways. But, uh, you know what? The fact is that there's a lot of good things that can happen. Kids have fun. It's good. It's refreshing. It's, it's, it's also very good to have a day off of school. When I was principal of a school, I used to, in the morning, call up to the, the radio station to tell them school was canceled. So I called up WINS. I said, this is Rabbi Cohen from Yeshiva of Kings Bay, and I'm just calling to inform you that we're canceling school today. So the lady says, uh, what's your uh, ID number? She says, ID number? I, I do this for a long I never gave an ID number. What, I like? She goes, no, what's your ID number? I said, I have no idea. I never used it before. So why are you asking me? She goes, because you sound too excited making this call. You sound like you're a kid. No principal's like so excited making the call that they're canceling school. I was very excited. So the day off for the kids, the day off for me was good. It's like, why shouldn't I be happy? I had a lot to do that day. I said, no, I'm a principal of a school, but why can't I be happy that there's no school? It's at the end of the world. Once in a while, because Baruch sends you a gift, snow day. Growing up in Rochester, there was never a snow day. You can have five feet of snow when they open the school. But uh, it's good. Hoffish is good. Vacation is good. But, uh, yeah, it's really was uh, good for also the parents, you know, that uh, you have time to a little bit spend with the kids. The Unfortunately, I didn't have much, uh, much time. But uh, this is things that uh, I, I know that my kids uh, help to clean the street. They had the time to learning. They were sitting in a bed midrash over there. And uh, they went to sleep uh, like babies. I had an in, in, interesting incident. Someone parked this car in a way that it, was a, that it was a problem for me to get on my driveway. So I walked out and I asked him, please, could you move your car? So he said, said to me something. I never... I never could imagine someone saying, say, why should I move my car for you? I said, what? I, I'm, I'm sorry, I said, what? He said, why should I move my car for you? Why should I inconvenience myself for you? I said, because you're blocking and you're going to make it hard for me to pull out. He goes, so what? I'm here. I want to be here. Why should I move my car? So you know what I said? I said, you're right. Why should you move your car for me? And I guess you're right. There's no reason for you to move my car. So you move your car. I said, so leave your car there. And what can I do? He goes, what do you mean? 
I said, if you can't figure out why you should move your car for me, then there's nothing to talk to. Have a nice day and leave your car there and I'll be upset. And so it's not the end of the world. The guy realized that he made a mistake. And he said, wait, 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 wait. Can you tell me how I can move my car that would make it easier for you? I said, oh, really? You want to make it easier for me? Sure. This I can move your car. He goes, okay, so I'll do that. I said, now, doesn't that feel better? Don't you feel better now that you just said, I could do something for you? I don't know you from a hole in the wall, and I don't know who you are, but I could do something to make you happy in a random act of chesed. But that concept of why should I do something for you, that is such a non, non-Torah non concept. And I said, you're right, why should you? If you don't get it, then you don't get it. But he got it, thank God. He got it in the end? He did. Because I said to him, you're right. Why should you? That's a good question. If you can't answer that, then leave your car there. Well, and then he realized, wait, how can I move my car that it will make you happy? I said, oh, fine, just like this. And he moved it. And it wasn't such a big deal. He was happy. My son watched it and he looked at me and said, wow. Because another person would have gotten in his face and said, what do you mean? You behave like this or that? I said, no. It's a good question. And the answer is because we're Jewish. Hello there. How are you? Um, I want to say what I did yesterday. I want to hear what you did yesterday. Um, I... I made a grill and it was and it was very big and then and we put like lights inside it. You put lights inside the igloo. Yeah. And it's very interesting. How did you do that? Through the walls. That's so cool. That how long did it take you? A very long time. A very long time. So by the time you came in at the end of the day, you were probably frozen solid. <laughs> okay. You had a good time? Yeah. Okay, good. good. Hello? Hi. Um, I wanted to ask a question. Um, I heard before, um, I wanted to know what lahachas means. What, what, what? What lahachas means. Ah, lahachas. Okay, lahachas means intentionally. Intentionally to hurt, to, to bother someone, to hurt somebody. Oh. Uh, okay. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. You know, I love this question. Yeah. Because you know what they see that you see that the kids put an attention and something they don't don't understand. They, they want to know. You know, I love it's it. really beautiful. It is beautiful, and I'm so happy that that the person asked. And, and, and yeah. You're never gonna learn if you don't ask. That's right. I like to ignore the second one. <laughs> I want to tell you, yesterday I had a chance to do, you know, going some of the history and stuff, and I read the, the book of Chovat uh, Talmidim. Really? You heard it? I didn't hear it. Colonimus is, the guy has, uh, unfortunately, is, um, died in the, in the Holocaust. And... Columbus uh, Shapiro, ah. and unbelievable. You read the book; it's like he's writing, it's reading it for today kids. Talking about kids that going after derech, about what the Malamed has to go to do and Chanoch and Beautiful Hebrew, unbelievable. Really? I would, you know, I was stunned to see this. You know, I, I would, you know, you always use expecting to. But what you're saying is so unbelievable because I always said that this is what, what, what Zachariah Wallstein says and what all the Nechamchim say about loving Talmudim and accepting Talmudim. This is not a new concept. No, that's what I'm saying. This, that, is, this is, my, fa- my father told a story. My father was a Moroccan yeshiva boy. He came in 1947 to Williamsburg. He was a mere yeshiva. He was an unknown. And one Friday night, he didn't go to Davin. And Rabbi Ram Kalmanovich Zatzal was walking up and down the streets in snowy weather, calling, My father said, how he noticed that I wasn't at Kabbalah Shabbos. He came to look for me. My father said that in his life made such a difference because 
This Rosh Hashiva made him feel like he was important. And that was the love. You know, but uh, you say, when you were learning, you know, all, uh, Perkevot, you know, even Perkevot, it's, 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 it's shorter, it's, it's halacha, it's, you know, but I'm saying that, you know, you read this and, and you don't, ha- I, myself, I'm telling you, so many times I don't hop that it's, I know it, that inside our root of the Neshama, that this is the, the, the way to teach our kids, to teach our, right. you know, and unfortunately, we uh, all the pressure around us is giving us a little bit terrible uh, to forget the tendency to forget this way. I do. I I I have a shita in my house. I don't yell about anything that has to do with Yiddishkeit. I don't yell about anything that has to do with Yiddishkeit because if I'm going to put anger. And Yiddishkeit together, then it's just not going to work. I'll show them I'm upset. I'll look sad. I'll look disappointed. But anger and Torah mitzvot doesn't go together. No question about it. Doesn't. Hi, you're on the air. Hi. Hello. How are you? Fine, Baruch Hashem. What? I, I made a igloo. Um, yesterday, okay. and what we made two. One was in the in our garden that was full of snow, and one we were digging at the car, so we made that one in the igloo. And then later on in the day, we were looking out the window, and then the the garbage plows passed by, and and they looked at the igloo, and they said, and then they rang our doorbell. And we, and since we saw, we opened it, and they were like, they, it was dangerous because I think some a child was inside, and then, and then the snowplow came and crushed it. Ah, uh-huh. they they were afraid that kid could get could get suffocated. That's very interesting because that is dangerous, you should know. But, but yeah, so they so they knocked it down. All right, but they they rang your doorbell before they knocked it down. Yeah. That's very nice of them. That's very nice of them. Okay. Well, we had a snowman that we built, and then it fell over, and we decided it was a dead snowman. <laughs> okay, thank you for calling. Thank you. Okay, bye. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, how are you? I'm Baruch Hashem. Uh, Great. How are you? Baruch Hashem. I'm not okay, but I just want to say I about the snow. Yes. My friend was making a Dvar Torah in the text, and she said something beautiful. We have to thank Hashem so much that the, the snow is white, because right. imagine it was black, everybody would be depressed. It's, You're it's, so a, it's right. a miracle for Hashem. It's not me, it's uh, my friend texted me. She always texts the it's beautiful it, things. It's a so beautiful I had thing. to share it with everybody. And I love so, what you said, and I want you to take it one step further. And I, and I, and I want you to understand color. In general, color is such a gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He could have made the world black and white. And you know what? You watch a black and white movie and use your imagination. I love Lucy. I always say, does anybody ever know what color her dress was? Ah, who knows? It could have been this or that, whatever. It was Color is from Hashem to make the world beautiful for only one reason. Only for Hana'ah. For us to have Hana'a. It's unbelievable. It's everybody everybody has to just appreciate Hashem's Chasadim. We sometimes we don't notice this. But, but, but you this know is what? a big one. It takes people like you who have <laughs> eyes that notice it to just spread it like you just did. This is mm-hmm. the highest form of Kiddush Hashem. Because it's actually I, for my friend that texted us. Okay. okay thank you. You know what? It says, Omer Davar Hashem Omro, Mevi Geulah so the fact mm-hmm. you're saying you. it in the other person's name, but you should know, you both get scar because every mm-hmm. person that's inspired by what you just said, that looks at things differently, you have scar for that. Thank you. Thank and you. thank you for your show. You are so good. I just want you to know. You're we very always, sweet. My kids always wait for you for your uh, show. So thank really, you thank very you. Much. Really, it's really it's, it's, it's my gift from Hashem. I love it. I, I love kids. I can't. I just. I, I, kids are the, I, there's nothing to talk about I just I, kids give me 
a very big inspiration for the future. Baruch Hashem. And we have the best kids, you know? Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Thank you okay. for calling. You're welcome. Thank uh, you. Okay, Good night. Bye-bye. Good night. I love that. I love that thought. That's such... Uh, what chizuk from that? The truth is, even if it was purple, it would be a problem. <laughs> because... But white is such a great color. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Hi, hi, how are you? Hi. Goodbye. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Uh-oh. People have hiccups. I don't know. But you know something? The, 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 the big day, Lavan. Okay, Lavan is such a is such a powerful message because Lavan is is purity. It's so important. I'm a Kohen, and Big Day Lavan is very very important. But there's also there's also colors in the Big Day Kuna. It's a very very important color, Lavan. And my father told me the Mikubalim in Yerushalayim only wore white. They did not wear black at all. Because Lavan, I mean, it, it's a very, very powerful statement. Very powerful statement. The, 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 the color, the color white. And, and and one of the most powerful statements about it is when there's a little black, it shows. Just a little black, it shows. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, how are you? Baruch Hashem, how are you? Baruch Hashem. What's Great, going on? Thank you. Yeah, so I just tuned in, and um, I think you guys are talking about the snow, I'm not sure, but... It snows a lot in Montreal, right? I wouldn't know that. You wouldn't know that? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I have, um, I have a story I wanted to, uh, to bring up on there. Uh, what's it called? So last night, like, I mean, it wasn't too bad the weather, but I had to drive a few, a few, few my relatives to Hasna, and... You know, as I was, so whatever, I dropped them off, and they were just going into St. stuff. So, and they said, come to the front, like, be there in 20 minutes. So, within those 20 minutes, I did a few stops, and, like, I forgot where the hall was. So, whatever, I was on the avenue, and I made a right turn, and I almost ran over a guy. Like, I like I kind of lost control of the car. Right. And so, I didn't hit him, but it was like a close call. And whatever, I just drove off, and then, then I came around again, and my mom just did not know where the hall was, so I just, I pulled over, I rolled down my window, I was going to ask the guy where the hall was, and as the guy's coming closer, I realized that's the guy I almost ran over, so he's like, so I asked him, where is this in this hall, and he's like, and he's very friendly to me. He said, oh, would you go down the block, you make a right. And, and he was really very helpful and kind. And I'm like, you know, sorry about before. And he's like, uh, ah, don't worry about it, it's okay. So that's when I told over to Rebbe, he compared it to us and Rebunish on that how many times we, like, like, sort of speak, run him over by doing all our sins. And then if we just come back to him and ask him for help, and direction, he'll be willing right away, so friendly to that's, uh, take, take us back. That's an unbelievable story. But I, I was thinking something else. And what I was thinking was that I once had, I was circling around the block to go to the barber. And there was somebody that was going slow. And I was late for my appointment. And so I honked him. I don't honk. Generally, I don't honk. But this guy was really annoying me. And I thought he was doing it lahachis. Like, no way that a guy could drive that slow. It, and then I went around the block a third time, and I saw the guy found parking, and he got out of the car, and I turned white because he was crippled. And he had trouble walking. He could barely walk. Then I get into the barber, and I realized that the guy's sitting right there in the barber right in front of me. And it was his thing. And so I walked over to him, and I said, have to ask you Mechila because I was the guy that was honking you and I felt so bad and I felt so fortunate that a Baruch who gave me the opportunity to ask Mechila from the guy 
because I had no idea. I would, if I would have bothered, I had not gotten to ask Mechila. Who knows if if that would have been something that would have been held over me. This Hashem gave the opportunity to meet the guy and ask Mechila. So you, you almost ran the guy over. You got to ask him Mechila. It's a good thing. <laughs> so he saw you were I miss the guy, and he said, otherwise maybe the guy could have like, been upset. It's at you. reminded the story of uh, Rabbi Shlomo Karlibach, about the blind cantor. If you, yeah. if you remember that he was in a shul and uh, he heard some uh, some uh, cantor that mumbling and mumbling and don't know he didn't understand how they let him to, to pray in the Amud. and then they come somebody asking told him this is the blind this is there was a famous cantor before the Auschwitz and then they oh. experimented him and now is the outside of his uh, you know one of the members they gave him to, to go earlier but and then he asked Michila and he become friendly with him. Wow. Very, very uh, strong story. Anyway, we have an... Uh, hi, you're on the air. Hello, hi. Hi, how are you? Very grateful. Um, well, I want to tell you about the white color, the Ramak, brings out that the colors are very symbolized to the being of the person. And the white color is symbolized of kindness, chesed. Sorry. He says... Also, the other colors. For example, he says the red color symbolizes anger. He said, for example, if you put somebody in a red room, dressing room, in red, you will come out angry. That's right. Angry completely. If you want to relax, you have to see the color uh, green. That's right. So it's a little bit more. So the white color. So I was thinking about Shabbos. Shabbos was the yard of Baba Sali. And he said, what is the connection between the snow and Baba Sali? We know that the tzaddik who passed away mechaper of the avonot, right? This right. is a term from the team of the generation. So white is symbolized of yalvinu chataim kashelik. It's the same thing, connected together. That's right. That's into my mind on Shabbos. Beautiful. It's beautiful. You should know. Yeah. I appreciate so much. You should know that Ramak says this. So came along 100, 200 years later, a bunch of Meshuganists called psychologists, and they did research, and they think that they invented this concept. So they came up with researching colors, yeah. and they came up with this brilliant thing that red is rage, and, yeah. and green is a relaxing color, and white is kindness. And I'm saying, like, Miss Sugarness, you had to invent this? We knew this all along. Yellow that, happiness, for example, it's the smiling yellow. Is the color is a very happy person. That's right. Yellow, unbelievable. That's the right. The color is so, so much connected to life that people don't really make the the connection. And if somebody dressed in a certain way, you can make the person happy. Mamash. Mamash. Hundred percent. And and and. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for calling. Beautiful okay, contribution. Beautiful. And you should know something, though. It's important also, when a person dresses, when a person dresses, and the people that are very bold, and very, 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 very bright, bright, bright colors, sometimes, of course, it's, sometimes it's very much even, it's very nice, but sometimes you see a person walks in a room, and and, and and they 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 give off a statement that you I I don't know I can because I'm a shrink I'm a psychologist I look at them and I say like oh boy so person walks in with with a color very bright 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 red or purple and everything about them says purple so they they maybe they want to be a grape but they but it it makes a statement it makes a statement. And and you see you see the way Chachamim dress, it gives, also makes a statement. Makes it just it just it just really really conveys a message. You know, uh, one of the things that when you learn in the university that uh, it's called ergonomic is part yeah. of uh, sure. the knowledge of the body and everything. And part of the, this course of ergonomic, I, I study architects architect. Took uh, <laughs> architecture, architecture, you know, and design. And one of the, the biggest causes is a color, colors, yes. you know, and uh, 
What is the influence? So you know that in the hospital, the, the operation room, what color is it? White. No, green. Normally green. Why this also green? Also the, the operation, the, the, this is... It's green. It's green. green. And this is the, the opposite color of red. That it just give you calm down and right. that's, that's it's, why it's that's light lime green, very light green. Yeah, and also, also if you close, if you look at green a uh, long time and then you close your eyes and you see that opposite color, it will be red. Really. And yeah. uh, for example, when you have a kids in the house and you know, what kind of your color you paint in your room, the room of the kids. So if you have a kids a little bit active. Definitely, I wouldn't recommend it go with the uh, colors that, uh, you know, red, uh, red color. uh, you know, this. And if it's the opposite, so you just you want to give him a little bit life, give him some, you know, people are, now today, I saw uh, rooms that color painted with the crazy colors. And I'm telling you, the kids is not happy. No. The kids, uh, uh, and uh, the, the, even the, the houses, you know, sometimes it's reflecting our behavior. What kind of uh, we we doing? You know, hundred percent. You know, when I was in yeshiva in Israel, the base medrash was was dirty, and I didn't like it. So one more to Shabbat Friday, I went to town. I bought two or three gallons of paint, and Motzei Shabbat, around one in the morning, I went and I painted the base medrash. Nobody knew I did it, so I painted it lime green, very light green, because it's soothing color. Then I cleaned up everything. I went. I came to Shachas the next day. Nobody knew I painted. Everybody came in. Oh, wow, so nice. Is that? Nobody knew. So I, I used to learn halacha with the mashgiach. So he says to me, Sencha, why did you pick green? So I said, how do you know that I painted the base finish? There's no way. I, I did not leave one trail. No one, no, and no one was up. So he took my glasses off. I had one speck of paint that was remaining on my glasses. He says, because you have paint still on your glasses. So you figured it out. You know, Simcha, we're finished. We're done. <laughs> we're done. Wow. Wow. So fast. Too fast. Too fast. Everybody has to have a great week, Mitzvah Hashem. Be and safe. I apologize to people that couldn't. I do apologize to those who couldn't get through, but we have a safe week. Walk safely and, and carefully. And and if you, and help people use the opportunity to help people, and 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 just be be safe and have and, a good week. And a filubastua. That's right.